You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Listeners, welcome back. We are here for another week of the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. I'm in the booth with Jay Teresi. What's up, Jay? Good to be back. It's turned a little cold in Georgia, so it's definitely hit a little snap right now. Where we're wearing hoodies and socks everywhere we go. Um, I'm I'm glad to be back today. We are moving from the cowboy into our next phase of masculinity journey. Talking about the warrior, the warrior, the warrior. You know, I've got a question for you. What what would be a warrior name for you if you were naming your boy after a warrior? What? what... What name would you choose that's kind of cool? Is it like Russell Crowe Gladiator Warrior? Is that what we're thinking? I like the Russell Crowe Cinderella Man Warrior. Ooh. Gee, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Oh, it's such a great... That entire movie sums up this topic this week in my mind. Although Gladiator is a good one. I mean, how can you go wrong? That is like one of the... Well, for me, that's one of the ultimate man movies. So guess what in Spanish a name means to be uh, battle-ready and noble? Guess what the Spanish name for warrior is? I, I don't know. Alfonso. Nice. <laughs> it's so random. Like these warrior names I was looking up before. I'm like, who would have ever thought that naming your kid Harvey? Harvey is the English form of battle worthy. Harvey. Yeah, like, my wife's name is Kelly, and that means warrior. Ooh. Ooh, that's interesting too. Lewis is another one for famous battle. It's French. And then the final one that I saw that I was just giggling with, because some of these are like in our culture now, we almost make fun, like Alfonso. When I think of Alfonso, I, I have a completely different context. But another one is um, Ray, like Raymond, means protector. Nice. Anyway. Well, you won't make fun of Alfonso anymore. Now you'd be like, no, well, I will not. I might have a sword on him. <laughs> Alfonso doing the um, the Charleston. That's all I can think of right now. <laughs> Well, listeners, we're, we're glad to have us back in the booth and, and to be talking through this topic. So when you think Warrior Jay, like walk me through your experience in this stage and 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 maybe set context to, to your experience here. Well, you know, I, we've explored the themes of this topic before on this podcast, so I'm glad to be dedicating a whole episode to it. You know, what I think of a lot is I think of things that have gone wrong when I think about the warrior. To me, this is where a lot of Christianity and a lot of men, especially biblical men, and, and where men in general have just gotten off track of how we've misinterpreted what it means to be a warrior uh, away from the biblical standard of warrior. And it'll be good to kind of talk about what, what, why is John Eldridge inserting this topic and what does it mean and why does it come after the cowboy and what is the purpose? So what age would you probably think the warrior arises in, in any man as they're growing up? You know, to me, this is sort of like 18, 19, up into your late 20s, mm, probably. Late 20s. So we're moving towards 30 now. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, these days, especially because we've delayed adulthood so much in the Western world, you know, maybe not as much in other parts of the world, the developing world, but in the Western world, we, we've, we've very much have delayed adulthood. Right. And so for me, when, when I think of a warrior... There's a couple of different pictures that come to mind to to our comment earlier. You know, there's the warrior, the gladiator, the the man with the shield and a sword. 
um, the man that's going out there to fight for himself and or his country or something of worthy worthiness, right? And then there's another worry that, that comes to my mind when I think of it, which is the, um, I, I think of a father. I think of a father, not on a battlefield, but a father fighting every single day to to make money for his family, fighting for the honor of his wife, fighting for the love of his kids, um, both on the outside and inside. So curious to your pictures of a warrior, Jay, when you think through that that word. Yeah, I, I love your images. You know, when I think about that word now, you know, we live in a Hollywood 21st century, so so we're drenched in what the image of a warrior might look like, or we think of Romans and Greeks. and But, you know, I, Scripture, to me, in the Old Testament, talks a lot, I mean, all over the place, about God's warrior characters. It's like we're afraid to bring that up in the modern-day church. But if you that that's not the God that the Israelites would have been familiar with. They were familiar with a warrior God. But I think a lot about Jesus. And there's this great passage in the New Testament where he looks at Jerusalem and he's like, he sets his face as a flint. I love that because in that context, any man and any woman for that matter, who's fighting for something right and noble can set their face as a flint. So this is not, you don't have to be an outdoors, axe wielding, mountain climbing, sword drawing, military man to be a warrior. That's not, that's not the biblical context of a warrior. It's a, it's a positioning of the heart which flows out into the actions you display in the world mm. to protect something noble and protect those that need protecting. That's the warrior spirit to me. And, and you're unbreakable, you're unmovable. You're, you know, that when Jesus sets his face as a flint, you're like, okay, I'm coming up against a brick. I'm the ocean coming up against a concrete barrier wall and the barrier wall is winning. Jay, I'm going to pray for us because we didn't do that up front. Um, just so as we as we jump into this a little bit deeper and expose things we're just covered. So, Lord, for the listeners that are listening right now, for for Jay and I that are just walking into this topic, we just ask that and and we bring this under your authority, Lord, and just ask that you continue to give you glory um, as we continue to speak through this, and at the same time, send your spirit to the listeners to open up their hearts, to open up their minds, to to hear you and to receive whatever this is. We love you very much. Amen. So Jay, when when I when I think of this idea of a warrior, I'm actually confused. So I've got a question for you, just based on what you just said. Is this a warrior that that is fighting in the world or is this a warrior that is fighting spiritually or is it a combo of both? Yeah, I think you know, it's, that's point. a yes. Ah. Well, all right. Well, I'd like to close this week's podcast. I think we're good to hear. So, so yeah, break that out for me. I mean, the difference between fighting, fighting to honor somebody in the world, and and fighting against your own spiritual battles. Well, you know, I think as is, we're walking through the stages of manhood, this is going to obviously start most likely for a young man being able to do it in the physical, in the natural. And as you mature and you go through lover and into king, by the time you're a king, you realize what Paul has to say. Our flesh, our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's really in the spiritual realm. But that's as you get older, you realize how broad and how multi-leveled the battle is. But as a young man, this is where you're, you're taking the training you've had in your boyhood and your cowboy, which you never leave behind. You always want to have some boyhood in you, right? Some joy, some ability to play, some cowboy where adventure. And the warriors where you really begin to mature, in my mind, 
And you start to see for the first time, you're coming out under the protection of your mother and father if you were raised in a good home. I know a lot of men living listening to this podcast were not raised in that context and in any women listening to the podcast. So you might not be familiar with that experience, but if things are the way they're supposed to be, you're raised in a good home and now you're coming out against the, the protection of that and you're seeing the injustices of the world and you're starting to wake up to the fact that like, hey, what's going on here? And what's going on here is it's a corrupt and broken world where the enemy has free reign and the lusts of man, right? You know, what mm. makes the world go round, Chica? Money, sex, and power wow. is what makes the world go round. And so you start to see that stuff and you're like, hey, this is not right. There's a lot of things here that aren't right. And if you're, if you have not been corrupted, this warrior spirit in you, especially if you're a believer, will want to start to rise up and take stands. This is why so many young people, and it gets skewed and, you know, in our society, adults take advantage of this, but so many young people become social justice warriors or they become this way because for young men and young women, there's this, this idea of, I need to go fight something. I need to make things right. That's deeply embedded in us because we have, we bear the Imagio Dei, the image of God in us, who God is a God of justice. So, so he's, he wants to make things right. We want to make things right. And so young, so many young people get involved in politics or this or that, and their opinions are jumping all over the place. That's them trying to figure out the warrior stage. And men take this the wrong way if they're not trained well, which most of the men in our society are not. And this looks like, this ends up looking like I'm I'm gaming all night long. I'm getting into fights. I'm doing drugs and, you know, pushing my masculinity all over the place. I'm, I'm notching up belt wins by sleeping with as many women as possible. I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm doing a lot of things that make me feel strong and powerful because coming out of the cowboy, in the cowboy stage, you're discovering you have some power. Coming into warrior, where you're through puberty and the testosterone is a strength for you, like you want to flex. And that's what's happening here in the beginning of the warrior stage is you're starting to flex. You bring up a, an interesting concept there about almost like vengeance, right? <clears throat> when, when I think of social justice warriors, um, yes, I want to believe in something I want to pursue, I want to defend something with purpose and and um, and honor, um, but I was thinking about that verse in Romans where it says, "Never pay back evil for evil to anyone. Um, vengeance is mine; I will repay," says the Lord. I also think that there's a misconstruction there of what a warrior is when you look at today's world and today's warriors out there that are fighting for whatever cause they're fighting for. There's almost like a violent piece to it where they're, they're saying, this is vengeance. Like, because you did this, I'm standing here for this, and therefore vengeance is mine. Yeah, and that's that's why we need believers so badly who understand how to put into context, you know, what, what are we supposed to do and what are others supposed to do? So it's a good it's a good way you're bringing it up. You could go so many directions with that. Well, and, and and just before you jump down that road, mm -hmm. I think it's a lie. Like I think that that idea of revenge will bring satisfaction to me is not the is not the biblical way to look at things. Yeah, um, that's that, that's right. Right, right. That that, yeah, that was the point I was trying to make. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. You know, we forgive how many times? Seven times? No, seventy seven times. Mm -hmm. Our we have to channel our warrior nature into the things of God and what God is after in the world. And God is not after revenge. God will handle that, right? The Psalms are very clear about that. Scripture is very clear about that. The, the, that's not the way believers are to fight. And so if we think about the world today and we think about men and we bring it back to, well, what's supposed to be happening here? If you went through the warrior stage and, and 
you were not well trained and it's been a little corrupted, you're using your strength to fight battles that don't matter. And they're way off track from the purpose for your life. And so in this stage, this is where a man really needs to figure out what do I stand for and where do I use my strength? There's a great picture at the end of the Lord of the Rings. If you read the books, not it's not in the movies. When they get back to the Shire, the Shire is actually still corrupted and under the power of bad people. And the hobbits who left the Shire as innocent boyhood, actually, they were in really kind of early cowboy stage, the way the hobbits live. When they get back and they roll into the Shire, it's it's not good what they find in the books. And And now they're warriors. They have served the king. They have done all these things. And and they draw their swords and they take back the Shire mm. for the goodness of what it is. In the end of the books, it's beautiful. That That's a really good example of <laughs> they um, they they have discovered something. And that's what's supposed to happen. God, I love that music. I'm going to have to go watch those movies this weekend. <laughs> I'm distracting our listeners and you. Sorry, it came up. No, it's good. I was humming but... it. I was like, I'm not going to hum it. I'm going to play it. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. That's that's what happens here is you discover what am I supposed to fight for? Mm. What is my life about? What do I stand for? You know, George Washington used to carry this list when he was a young man. What do I stand for? What are my what am I about? Well, thank God he did, because when he became a king, his king, and he had to fight to save this country, found this country. Like if he didn't have that to fall back on, if he had not gone through his warrior stage and discovered his identity in Christ, what's right and wrong, what he is going to stake his life upon, then he would have utterly failed us in the Revolutionary War. Like so many men, he would have just faded away. Isn't that an incredible task there, Jay? Like when you said that, I'm like, I don't have a list. Listeners, do you have a list? Like you said that it was a a list of what he values to fight for? Yeah, who he is, his identity. and, And, you know, it was like a list of, it's incredible. If you Google it, you can read about it. And the point was by the time he became a king, George Washington knew who he was. He knew what he stood for. And he set his face as a flint against the British Empire and brought the entire fledgling American nation with him. And that is a warrior for you. And, and you know, you have to have men like that. We, we are missing men like this in so many places. And so many of them are there. I'll give you a good example. My wife, she is part of a ministry called Be Still. And one of the arms of that ministry is they serve widows of fallen warriors. And I'll tell you, want to talk about a warrior? Gary Sinise, Lieutenant Dan. That's from, Lieutenant Dan, right? Lieutenant Dan from Forrest from, Gump. Uh, Forrest Gump. He, his foundation does these incredible things and gives incredible amounts of money and funds the opportunity to bring these widows together to be ministered to, to be ministered to in their time of wow. need. Lieutenant Dan is a warrior fighting for the hearts of these women these young women who've been utterly devastated by their husbands who have fallen in the line of duty, cops, firefighters, warriors. Like to me, Lieutenant, the, the media is not talking about, we should be talking about that everywhere. What, what, what Gary Sinise is doing. Mm. Great example of a warrior. Gary Sinise knows who he is. He knows what he's about. And he has dedicated his life to his foundation, to supporting what's right and noble. That's a great example of a warrior. You know, you said it, you said it last week, Jay, Exodus, I think it was 13. The Lord is a warrior and the Lord is his name. Right. And when I think of that and what you just said about Gary and what you just said about writing things down, I think that 
as a as a man moving from cowboy to warrior, one of the greatest fights that we'll maybe never even see because we're not aware, we don't know what we don't know, is the spiritual agreements, is the vows, is or are the wounds that have been cut throughout cut throughout boyhood um, that we almost need to fight first, right? We need to address those things. And for the listeners, if you do not know, we've spoken about this in previous episodes, but we're under spiritual attack. And we've either got, or, and I heard a great phrase said um, last night, we had a friend visit and she said, you know, you either leave a mark or you leave a scar. And I was like, oh, that's just like spiritual, the spiritual fight too, right? It's either left a mark and impact an avenue for you to run down and and continue to to light the world or you're just scarred. Um, And it's the scars that I'm referring to here as a warrior that we almost need to fight off first before we can go fight for others. You know, that inner healing, Jay, is something that you and I speak of almost daily. Yeah, we talked about it in the last episode. You got to discover, you know, in your cowboy phase, what was lost. And I think it's important to note, this has really hurt the church. You know, we've we've conditioned our men to be passive. I think C.S. Lewis is the one who says, you know, we declawed the Lion of Judah and then we bid him to be fruitful. Right. Like we've 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 essentially spiritually castrated so many of the men in the church into this passive view of, you know, Jesus was a sweet man and you're got to be a sweet man. Snag, sensitive new age guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> and when I say that, show me your fingernails and how you can. Yeah. yeah list no. when you speak. <laughs> right. No, we're not doing that. No, we we need strong men founded on the Bible. Right, built on a a foundation of rock, and and you're right, Chica. The only way you can heal that is you got to go back into your warrior phase now. And what happened there? Who was guiding you? Who was teaching you the ways of manhood? How to use your strength properly, not to bed as many women as possible, but to respect and protect women. I taught my boys all the time growing up, and they'll tell it to you. How do we treat women? We respect and protect them. That's your job as a man. Hmm. That is deeply not, not to conquer, right? Not to conquer not, and it, it, and leave it, no. it my wake, because that's that's almost like that. Uh, what was what was the word that we were speaking about this week? Like a sadist or or a masochist, right? The the sadist loves inflicting the destruction, the the pain, the the walk of shame in the morning because I've just conquered another woman out of my dorm. Um, and then there's the mas- uh, the masochist, which is basically just. Well, firstly, they're a pushover, but secondly, as a as a warrior into others, they fear that everybody else is is stronger around them, so they're just going to plow through recklessly. You know, God is spirit. He's neither male nor female, and he's the embodiment of both. And as men, we're the reflection of his man, male, warrior spirit. Well, what is the point? Why why were we made men? Why why were we given the strength? Why were we given a desire to fight? Why why does a boy not need to be trained to pick up sticks? Why does he not need to be trained that anything he picks up is a weapon? Because the world has fallen and broken. Because our role is to stand as a shield for the right, for the things we love, for our families, for those we're called to protect. And so what are we doing here? Our job as Christian men is to discover God, what is your purpose for me? What is the kingdom I've been given to protect? And how do I use my strength to do that? Your strength, 
should always be deployed for the benefit of others, never for your own gain. That is what it means to be a biblical man. You don't matter anymore. We've talked about this. It's Christ living through you. Why were you granted that strength? And then as you were saved, what are you supposed to do with it? Use it for the benefit of others. And so if you view your kingdom, and we can draw to a close here, you as a man have a kingdom. Forget your 15 minutes of fame and TikTok and I want, forget all that stuff. What's your kingdom today? You've probably got a family. You've probably got a job and you may be in some, you have a kingdom, you have influence. What are you supposed to do with your strength, your warrior strength? No matter what phase of life you're in, if you're in your sage phase in your fifties and sixties, if you're in the middle of your kinghood, if you're in, if you're in your lover stage, if, if you're in your warrior stage now and you're a young man listening, what are you supposed to do with this strength that God has innately put in your heart? You are supposed to defend and protect the kingdom God has granted you. doesn't matter how small it is in the world's eyes mm-hmm. or how big it is in the world's eyes. In the kingdom of God, that is your responsibility and your territory to protect. I was in small group, and this is the last comment, Jay, before we close out tonight. today. <clears throat> I was in small group this week, and we were talking about the Beatitudes, and it was all around that word meekness. And I had some insights. I had never understood what meek is because when you think of what we define it in today's world, like you were just saying, the the wussification of men, typically that's when you think somebody's meek. It's it's weak, right? It rhymes. Uh, where Jesus meant something completely different. And I would encourage our listeners to go and really dig into that. And and Jay, the the description that you just laid out for us as a warrior. You know, we are courageous, but we're not reckless. You know, it's very disciplined, which comes back to that idea of meekness, being very disciplined on when you deploy um, your decisive and assertive action. You know, you are strong, you are powerful, and you're competent, um, but you're very disciplined and, and endure that resilience and grit during the hard times. Man, the warrior, man, what it, it's a winner. So final question for you, because I know it's come up twice for me as you've been speaking, Jay. Do we ever lose the warrior? Like when we transition to the next stage, do we leave the warrior behind or is that always burning inside us? Never. The warrior was burning with you on the day you were born and is going to be with you to the day you die. That's why there's that great song by Toby Keith. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. Even old men love to be roused to the battle because your warrior nature will never depart. And I think the invitation for the men this week, if you're willing to do it, I would invite you to ask yourself this question. Where am I using the power that God has granted me as a warrior incorrectly? Ask the Holy Spirit. Examine your life. You have a kingdom. You have power. You are a warrior. Where are you using it for your own gain? And where does God want you to be using it? The Holy Spirit will tell you where he wants you to deploy your your strength. So Chica, let's let's pray it up and pray it out. God, thank you for the warrior spirit you have get granted us as men. We're so grateful for that. And help us, Lord, to understand how to use our strength properly. In a world gone mad, where men are using the strength you've granted them and their warrior spirit for nothing but evil and destruction and corruption and the tearing apart of the lives of women and children all over the world. How can we as Christian men bring our warrior strength against that and set our face as a flint against not only the seen world, but the unseen world in defense of the kingdom you have granted us to reign over and guard. Jesus, help us understand that. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen.